Good morning, everyone. Can y'all hear me? Good morning. How you guys doing today? Yeah. Right. So, as uh, Brian mentioned, I will be giving the message today. Come on in. I'm very honored and uh, nervous, but honored. You got it. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good Just let y'all hear what God has spoken to me uh, these past couple weeks just as I studied through um, the topic today, which is unity, right? Family. Um, why is it important to have unity? Why is it important to live together within a community, right? Why, why do we need to make sure that we have the same mindset, have the same passions, have everything in common, right? Um, let's see, unity among believers. Uh, and we're gonna be in John 17, verse 20 to 23. Go ahead and read that real quick. <laughs> My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I and them and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity, then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Amen. And so we're going to focus on three points, um, unity among believers, the purpose of unity, and the nature of unity. So Jesus prays for the unity of all future believers saying, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who believe in me through their word. It's us, right? And, and beyond. Um, Jesus declares that all believers would be unified, or united, sorry, in their faith and love for one another. We see a perfect illustration of that in Acts 2. Right? Um, Brian shared with, with the welcome and it's funny that he used that often in scripture. It makes perfect sense. Where the believers were devoted to unity through the word, fellowship, breaking bread, and prayer. This was a community that had everything in common because of what? They had Jesus in common. Yes. Amen. Um, you think about the people that were a part of that church or a part of Pentecost. This group from all over. That had right. nothing in common to begin with. Right. You know? right. Um, and that changed. That shifted into, oh, we have Jesus in common. That's all we need. Jesus should be everything to us, right? So our Amen. purpose of living right now is for Jesus. We are living for Christ because he died for us, right? To be united in Christ is the ultimate expression of unity for believers. To be united in Christ is the ultimate expression of unity for us believers. This unity transcends culture, racial, and social barriers. Right. Uh, Galatians 3.28 says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, 
male nor female. Amen. For you all are one in Christ. Being united in Christ gives us a new identity that supersedes our earthly identities. Amen. I'm not Andy. I'm not this person that's you know lived these thirty years. And no, we are all one in Christ. Mm -hmm. Come on, Andy. This unity in Christ is our hope, our strength, and testimony to the world of God's the, the, yeah the world of God's transformative power. So world looks at us and sees, wow, all these different people coming together for one cause, for one purpose. Amen. We need to be, we need to have that in mind, right? When we go out into the world, like just like today, we're out in the park. Yeah. As people are walking by, they're going to see us being unified, Amen. being a family, being Amen. together, different yeah. colors, different, everything's different about us, but we have the most important thing in common, that's Jesus. Amen. And our job is to show that to the world. Right. And bring them in, invite them in, Amen. share that love, share that unification through Jesus with them. The purpose of unity. Jesus explains the purpose of this unity, stating, so that the world may believe that you have sent him. The unity among believers is meant to be a testimony to the world, demonstrating the reality of Jesus' mission and the truth of his message. Again, we see that testimony in Acts 2. When we look back, we see how uh, what um, Brian suggested is how they were devoted to doing everything together. Amen. Everything. They, they, I, can, I, I imagine it, I just see like a small little commonwealth of just people that share every, like there's no, you know, no locked doors or no, like we're not storing stuff away for ourselves. Everyone is sharing with each other. We're living together. We're loving together, right? Yeah. Now, bringing that back to Acts 2, right? Uh, not Acts 2, sorry, but James 2. We see the breaking up of that unity, right? When we see favoritism start to creep in. When we see each other start, we see ourselves starting to treat each other differently based off of status or based off of, you know, what we bring to the table. Right. That's not living in unity. That's, that's picking and choosing. If, if we're living in unity and we're all sharing what we have together. Why does it matter who has more or what's less? Yeah. Right? right? And who better than James to address this issue, right? Seeing as how he witnessed firsthand Jesus' prayer answer, right? He saw what that unity looked like. Amen. He saw the community that was created through him. Right. From him. And so when he sees that, oh, that's missing, he has to say something, right? And right. we get to see that now. We get to be like, oh, it makes sense. This all Come makes on. sense. Come on, Andy. Yes, with James. I mean, I think James, is a, we, we talked about James in the past two months. You know, during Jesus' ministry, James like, you're my brother, what are you doing? You stop this. You're not the Messiah. No. Right. It wasn't until after, right, death, burial, and resurrection, he says, oh, this is real. Yes. And then he's fully bought in from that point on. Yeah. Right. He's completely sold out to Christ. And he drives that unity. He's one of the drivers of that unity to help us understand why it's important for us to live through 
Christ. I doubted my I doubted his whole life. I didn't see it until he left. But now I do see it. And I want to share it with you. I don't want you guys to miss out. The nature of unity. Jesus describes the nature of the unity he desires, saying that they may be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they may also be in us. The unity among believers is meant to mirror the perfect unity between Jesus and the Father. It's a deep, intimate, and spiritual unity that reflects the relationship between the Father and the Son. Right? We know that Jesus is God one. That's the definition of unity, right? Right. Um, when we think about what Jesus wants for us, this is a prayer. What Jesus wants for us is for us to have the unity that he has with God, with each other, yes. right? We, we need to be one as we progress God's kingdom. Amen. Because we are part of him. We are one with him. He is in us, right? We have his spirit dwelling in us. We have that peace that comes from that spirit. That's how we achieve true peace. The Hebrew word for peace is shalom, which has a few meanings, one of which means to be whole or complete. So to have peace means to be whole, to have oneness, so to speak, right? So for us to be able to have peace, we need to be whole as a community. We need to be whole as a family. We need to make sure that we are not bickering or fighting against each other or separating ourselves you know, creating cliques, we are as one. We're supposed to be living in peace. Amen. In order to live in unity, we need to have peace amongst ourselves. We need to live as one. Be whole in our pursuit of unity. In order to have peace, or in order to have unity, we need to be at peace. We can't be unified our cause and our mission if we are not at peace within ourselves. Right. So, in conclusion, uh, this is all about harmony, love, and mutual respect. Right. We need to make sure that we are living in harmony with each other, that we are loving each other, and that we have mutual respect for each other. Not delegating that, that respect based off your status or age or what you bring to the table, but we all respect each other because we are all one under Christ, right? Amen. It reflects the character of God and is a testimony to his love and power. As we strive for unity in our families, our churches, and our communities, let us remember that is not just a human endeavor, but a spiritual one. We're not just doing this just because, you know, we can, but we're doing it because the Spirit in us calls us to do this. This is something that the Spirit that God put in us is urging us to right. go out and do. We want to make sure that we're striving for unity, we're striving for peace, we're striving to be one with each other as we move on. Let us seek the Holy Spirit's guidance and strength to live out this unity that God so deeply desires for us. The idea is to set aside our differences 
and come together on common ground. We have so many differences, right? It's, you can look around, look to the person next to you, and you can list off ten differences off the bat. Right. Those mean nothing. Right. Those mean nothing compared to what we have in common, which is Jesus. Amen. The whole reason why we're even here today, why we are gathered together, is because of Jesus and Amen. us devoting our lives to Him. Right. right. So let's try to fight the the issues that James addresses in in the Book of James. Right. The favoritism, uh, the, the self reliance. Right. The, the egotism. Let's let's push those aside. Stop looking at the differences between each other and focus on what we have in common. Amen. With that, I'm wrapping up. I love you guys. I'm going to go ahead and pray for our communion. And uh, we're going to share in that with, with Jesus. Amen. Father God, Lord, thank you so much for your sacrifice, uh, sending your son down to come love us, to live with us, to teach us, but ultimately to come die for our sins, God. Thank you so much that you have such a deep, compassionate heart towards us, God, that you were willing to make the sacrifice, knowing that we could never do anything to repay you, knowing that we would still turn around and stab you in the back, God. You still continue to love us and love us and love us, God. Your grace has, is the only thing that has kept us alive this long. And I pray that we never, ever, ever lose sight of that, God. That we don't allow the, the meaningless things in life to, to distract us from what you want us to do, what you want us to focus on, God. That's loving one another the way you love us, God. That perfect love that you have for us, God. You want us to reflect that in our lives with, with each other, with our, our families, with our friends, with our strangers, with our enemies, God. You want us to live in love, live in unity. Lord, help us to to fight that urge to, to be selfish, to fight that urge to not want to think about the other person, but to think about you and what you would want us to do in that time, God. Amen. Lord, as we take this bread and wine that uh, symbolizes your flesh and blood, God, let us remember why we are a community, why we are a family, why we're doing this, God. Again, I thank you for all that you do for us. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Yeah.